Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. First time for a long time, really. But welcome to episode 161 of There's Still Time, the AFTN podcast. I'm Michael McCall. I'm Steve Pander. And I'm Harjeet Johal. Busy, busy time for the Whitecaps. We, ha- we haven't been here for a while. Lots of other commitments. Work. Just couldn't be arsed, basically. Um, yeah. But there's a lot to cover. Especially tonight, we're recording this at BC Place after the Whitecaps 2-2 draw against an understrength Orlando City side. One of three Whitecaps games tonight. It's a, this, this, not, uh, not a great night for the Whitecaps. No, this, this Orlando team essentially was less than an expansion team, I thought. I, I, I couldn't recognise any of the players, or very few of the players. Well, they had, they had seven first-team regulars missing, including yeah. Kaka. And, and interim coach at the helm. And Brett yes. Shea. But who would have thought that... This kind of disappointing but also entertaining draw uh, would have been the highlight of, of Whitecaps games this weekend. Whitecaps 2 lost 2-0 in San Antonio. Kyle Gregg missed the first half penalty and then San Antonio came storming back with a penalty of their own and then a, a late second. Yeah. Heartbreak down in LA as the Whitecaps residency were just minutes away. 10 minutes essentially. Less from, than 10 minutes. I think it was 7-8 seven, seven, minutes away oh, from, from lifting their their first national USSDA title, Dallas equalised late on, won it in extra time, 2-1 defeat, heartbroken for the guys, great season though, 34 games unbeaten, horrible way to end, One loss, proud of them. One loss in 90 minutes, all season, and two overall. Yeah. It's, 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 I, know, I know it's disappointing, but it's something they should be very proud of. So that's left me a little bit downbeat, so I'll try and be a bit more upbeat for the rest of the podcast. Hard touching me helps, that cheers me up. I was just patting you on the back. It's still touching. HR. I guess we'll turn our attention now to the MLS team. Yeah, let's start off with them. Um, Two-all draw. Two-all draw, they dropped two points to Orlando. Like we said, it was a very depleted team. It's a barnstormer of a game though. Yeah. Back and forth, each team led, each team gave up the lead. Har, what did you make of it all? I was thoroughly uh, enjoyed by the match that we saw this evening. Back and forth, lots of chances. Uh, a penalty that was 
terribly missed by Julio Baptista, and then one for we thought Kendall Watson was going to earn one for Vancouver. That wasn't. Um, yeah, I want to see that again because it looked like a penalty to me. I think he got pulled back. I I, I know it was on the shoulder. I believe if they called it on, um, I think it was Kudo. Jordan? Yeah, but they called it to Shera last week. So. Oh, to Shera. Sorry, it was to Shera. They ca- they called a penalty on him when he went down. I think that was just as much. Maybe Watson didn't get the benefit of the doubt because of his size and everything like that. But overall, I think, uh, uh, let's, uh, should we start off with the what goals they gave up? Yeah, 14 minutes in, yeah. Orlando took the lead. Baptista? It took Baptista. a deflection. I thought it took a deflection of Lava and then off of Alstead's but leg in it. But before that... It's definitely one that I used to want back. Howler. That was horrific. But before that, you got the Morales giveaway. He was giving away the ball all night long. Um, there was, and then uh, Jordan Smith just allowed uh, the man he was marking to just walk in. You were left the in box. the dust on that play. Yeah. I'll keep going. Really, a goal that should not be had not not have been conceded by the Whitecaps. A total defensive breakdown, I thought. Yeah. So, what do you think, Lionel? Not the first defensive breakdown we've seen this season. Not the last defensive <laughs> breakdown. The, we'll see this season. Not not the last one we saw in this game, really. No, but the thing is, like Hart was saying before, it was a barn burner, right? Like you said too, barnstormer, barnstormer, barn barn whatever it was. But should it have been considering who they were playing and with the the, the the roster they were playing, the lineup they were playing? I know. I mean, that, they should have. They should have had this. That, they should have shut down. That's what it should have been like against Houston. Yeah, because they have Jones Barnes. Yeah. And the thing is, is RSL, uh, like the game before, um, we'll talk about the homestand. Uh, the, it was a horrible homestand for not, uh, three games and only getting five points out of it. And Whitecaps are heading away now for four games on the road if you include the Champions League game. Mm. Tough one in Houston, hot. Tough one in Dallas, hot. hotter. Tough one in Trinidad and Tobago, hot again. <laughs> then it's okay, they come back to Colorado. Altitude. Altitude. Yeah. And hot. Yeah, usually hot at this time. So, that, I mean, three tough MLS games coming up. I mean, if the Caps get much from that, it's going to be amazing. So you wanted to take games from this homestand. Carl said after the match, targeted nine, go to the draw with Colorado. Targeted seven, end up with five. It is what it is. Disappointing. But he was very honest to admit that the Caps did not play to their full potential today and, and basically they put in a very disappointing effort. That's the second match in a row they've taken until about the 30th minute to really flip a switch and get going. And you can't take a third no. of the match off before you decide to start to play. Exactly, no no doubt about that. And you were mentioning too hard before we started recording that two goals, out of, especially the goals that were given up, um, uh, that, that gave up the points was uh, a man marked by Harvey at the far post. Far post. Schoberg against Colorado for the tying goal, and then uh, um, Laren tonight. Obviously, Harvey not the biggest guy. He can jump, yeah. but but he was know, facing people that were big, better jumpers. They crept in behind Harvey, yeah. so. But I mean, Harvey, Robo said afterwards was the player that he felt had the most energy out there tonight yeah. after three games in a week, and he does bring that. He hasn't been as good the last couple of weeks though as he has been to start the season. The first half of the season, he was probably my MVP. player of the season. I would, I would agree with that. But he's kind of... Does he need to rest? Yeah, I think Sama a lot Lekubi's of his team needs now, to rest. So it's like well, he's not going to come in. They got a new player coming in, and we'll talk about him in a bit. But, yeah, uh, but he's also not up to match fitness yet. So they have to have well. Harvey. Yeah. Well, let's talk about a couple positives. Um, the goals. 
that they scored. Sublime free kick. Yeah. Great finishing by Masato Kudo, I thought. Yeah, for sure. Uh, great header. And then obviously uh, Mesquita's uh, goal off the rebound. Um, put the header in the open net. And you, that's the kind of finishes that you need. At the right place sometimes. at the right time and yeah. great uncontested Somebody's headers. in the box waiting for the rebound. And that doesn't happen that often. A with fox the in the box, if you will. Yeah. And uh, how about Kudo? Uh, let's talk about him. He's coming back from that jaw injury sooner as well than we expected, really. Yeah, I didn't think he'd be back. Now, good job he is. We have no other strikers. Exactly. 70, 70 minutes in the, I think, pre- first game and then 80-plus uh, minutes today. Perez is out with a hamstring injury. Yeah. The hope is he might be back for next weekend, but, I mean, all, older bones, it takes longer. He was not training like this week. Heal. Yeah, and and we're not expecting reinforcements either at that position uh, by what they're saying. Of course, well, I think be. they want to give Kudo a good run and see what they have in him yeah. and see how durable and consistent he is. But I still, even with Kudo, I still think you need another guy and they've got a guy on trial right now. Maybe he could be the yeah, guy. They've got the Mexican dude, as I like to refer to him, because I can never remember his Enrique name. Enrique Escuera. I go. keep wanting to say Estrada. His nickname? Yeah, I, keep I, actually do too. I know, I keep thinking of Chips. You think of Eric Estrada? I always Estrada? think of Chips, though, to be fair. Yeah, Eric Estrada, that's who it is. Uh, sh- a shout-out to Jorge Mendoza, who told me that Enrique's nickname is a lollipop guy because he's tall he and big head. Oh, okay. Lollipop man. Either way works, really. If, if, yeah. If, if the sign isn't very good, though, that's just, like, jokes galore, mate. Yeah. So um, obviously the it's a disappointing run so far. Like you said, they're going on on the road for f- uh, four games. Where at, at this point, obviously it's too early to make predictions. Are where would reasonable expectations be for the road for this road trip? How many points out of the MLS games? Zero is reasonable. Yep. <laughs> I, I'm expecting zero yeah. in my pessimistic way. I think they would maybe take something from Houston because Houston are shambles yeah. right now. We know that's, Houston that's the best is shambles. And Houston, the best Houston came here and nicked a 1-1 yeah. draw with yeah. that interim coach. So. I'll, I'll be happy with a point. Yeah. from those, Well, I won't be happy with a point from the three games. I, I'm I think they, fully expecting the, a point from those three games. At the most, Dallas and Colorado is going to hump them. At, at the most, it's going to be four. I think that's the max they can expect from this. Are they yeah. even going to score on Colorado? They got another clean sheet tonight, 1-0 win. Yeah. It's going to be tough. They I, scored, they, score I think, at all. I think they're the only ones that scored on Tim Howard so far, if I'm not mistaken, but I haven't You are it. correct. Yeah. Yes. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do there. I mean, Colorado had only given up 11 goals for the whole season coming in here, and we got two against them. So, I mean, that's positive. Yeah. Yeah. Low 13 We now. do play well on the road with our counter-attacking style, which basically we seem to have adopted for home games now as well. Yeah. When you look at the possession and some of the, the recent games, we've been heavily out-possessed. Yeah. And, and then the, the other thing is too, because uh, they're playing uh, Houston and then Dallas one week later. So I'm assuming that they would uh, almost do like a mini mini camp or something like that. It would kind of get everybody together away from home, away from the media, because they won't be here, and kind of get to the boys together one well, more time. Once they leave for the Dallas game, they're going to fly to Houston and then fly down to Trinidad for the Trinidad game, come back, stay in Houston for a couple of days, then go to the Colorado. So once they leave for that first Dallas game, they're not, they're they're not, not coming back, for back here till after Colorado. Wow, that's, so that's, that's, that's so, a big so, bonding opportunity. Exactly, and that maybe that brings the team together. Maybe they, because uh, we, we never did a podcast after the game and we really don't want to talk about it, but since the Voyagers Cup final, um, where they lost at the death, it really hasn't gone well for them. I 
I have Don't no know idea what memory of yeah. that game. I figured. You know, I bet we could. Well, I wasn't even we, here, luckily. I think we should talk about the new Canadians and when we can expect to see them. Well, yeah, there's How are they going to do? A number of signings. Obviously, we talked about Alfonso Davies making his debut. Um, well, we, it, it's been a busy transfer window, and it's so like far. often we're not that busy no, in the no. summer. No. But there's no, like, uh, uh, you can't really say impact signing yet, but there's solid signing so far. I think David Edgar will probably be the biggest signing. Well, the, well let's ones. look at the first movement, which sure. was Octavio Rivero, Rivero going back to Chile. It seemed like it was coming for far, uh, for a yeah, while there, yeah. Yeah. even though nothing was announced. A beneficial move for both both parties. A good opportunity for him. Whitecaps get to move on, get some money back. So, kind of a win-win in the long term. It'll be a win-win if he does well and they sell him on. Right now, you have to think they financially lost in the deal. Who knows how much financially they lost in the deal? We'll never know because the well, fact that MLS's yeah. records are so tight. The, the rumours the, were the, when he came here that we'd paid two million for him, yeah. and the rumours are we've sold him for one. And he played for two years. Yeah. So and we've got a fifty percent sell-on fee. There you go. And then the thing is, is uh, if you look at it that way, yeah, it may be a loss. But if they open up a DP spot and maybe they bring in somebody later on um, uh, for to fill in that spot. Maybe it does make it worthwhile. Well, that's something to ask then just now. Yeah. We have an open DP spot. We have an open international spot. Yeah. We've got Eric Estrada training. Yeah. He's got his motorbike. He's all ready. He is not DP material. Not at all. So if they bring him in, it's going to be on a non-DP contract, possibly a six-month contract just to see how that's he does the maximum. the end, end of, of the season. That's the maximum. Yeah, take give. a look at him. Yeah. Would you or do you feel there is a need just now to rush out and fill that DP, not necessarily with a striker, but just to fill that DP role, either with a striker or with what some of the fans are screaming out for, an influential number 10. It depends on the club's philosophy. Do they want to give this season a serious go into the playoffs or do they want to kind of build long-term for the future and how much money do they want to spend now as opposed to the January window? So that's something they have to decide. For, for me, it's all depending on the player. Um, if it's a substantial player, then yes, fill it. But if it's if you're not going to get a player who you think is a difference maker at this point, I don't mind giving anybody a six-month contract, but nothing long-term at all. Keep that open spot for next year in January if you need to. Well, what I had heard before Rivero had gone was that they have a, a striker lined up for DP, but not till January. Okay. They may be able to pull the trigger on him early, but... And they've done that in the past yeah. with Boston and a couple other guys. Yeah, well, Jordan Smith, I mean that. Jordan Smith, yeah, that was an yeah. early early coup there. Yeah, don't mention coup. This oh, isn't, this oh, isn't like a good time to mention coups. We have lots of coups in Scotland, but I like Turkey, they're, they're mostly hairy. Okay, so that was Rivera leaving. Um, obviously, the guys coming in. Um, we had three players signed. We talked about Davies. Um, let's talk about him first, because he was the most recent one. But what, what are your thoughts on him coming in? Well, I mean, everyone is saying that he's the Canadian Messi. Personally, I think if someone can teach him to do his taxes, he's going to be better than Messi. It could be. So Davies, um, obviously, he's, he's going to be a fan favorite, but but is there too much pressure on him already considering he... They've said that they don't want the press to bother him, but they're advertising him all over the place on the website yeah. and social media. And today, after the game, I think he was interviewed... On a national TSN, yep, TSN Perry yeah, got him, yeah. uh, and then uh, the the media did get have a little bit of a scrum. Some of the media got a scrum, and there were quotes on there too. 
Um, we're both but she, well. it didn't look like he was going to be talking afterwards, so yeah. that was a bit of a surprise. Well, I got his quotes right here, so he was talking. Yeah, for sure. Now, what Robo said on Friday, Har was at training, and I want to just give a big shout out to Har as well. She's really helped me out the last couple of weeks with getting lots of audio to oh, me from thank training. thank you, so thanks. Just want to thank you for that. And thank you for the delicious tea cakes you picked up for me. That That is how I reward my girls, with tea cakes. Excellent. So what Carol was saying yesterday was that... He, he was asked, how do, how do you temper the expectations? How do you manage the media hype? And he doesn't want media hype. Now, it's going to be hard because that's what the media do. But th- this is the argument that I made on Twitter. Media now, a lot of the mainstream media, are clamouring to do interviews with Davies. They want to know more about him, his background, everything like that. They have had months to speak to Alfonso. He was with them pre-season. Mark Weber and myself spoke to him. AFTN got the first interview with him. We did that in February. We, we knew what a talent they, what, that he, they had there from yep. seeing him in the residency. I said hello to him yeah. a couple of times. Yeah. I spoke to him four times yep. before he signed for various things that we've done in AFTN and MLS. He's been at every USL game you could go and speak to him. It's like you've had your chance to speak to him, but you only want him now because he's big news. He signed the contract. What my argument is, the Whitecaps are worried how the media is going to blow it up. These young players, you need to build a trust with them. The Whitecaps need to see that when you do interviews with these young players that you're going to handle them properly. That's what we do at AFTN. We, we build a trust with the residency. We've done it for years. The, the guys that come through, they'll, they'll spend time to talk to us because they know we're not going to screw them over because we've followed their career and we've shown an interest in them. And that's what people in the media here need to do more. Get out to the residency games, get out to the USL games, get to know these guys before they sign the MLS contract. Then, when they do sign, you're going to have you're going to know stuff about them. You're going to have things to write about them and they're going to want to talk to you and they're going to trust you more. They're going to give you longer answers than the short answers that they end up giving. And that's what we do and that's what everyone should do. Run over, drop mic, bye. Wow. That was fantastic. Anyway, back to Davies. He, he came on, played the last 30 minutes of the game today, and he was actually really good. Yeah, Electric, had a couple of moves. Ha- had some passion, and like Carol said, he felt the team was very lethargic today, but he added a spark. Yeah. Came close with a great shot. I was surprised um, how much space he had. It didn't yeah. look like Orlando wanted to go and near the like kid. He's a big guy. He was like rolling folk over, and it's like... He didn't look out of place at all. Yeah. And then a couple other, obviously, the, that's the young Canadian signing. Um, we had a couple of older guys Yeah, got some old Canucks a as well. A pair of 29-year-olds, Marcel Dejong and David Edgar. The national team members. Two uh, defenders, yeah. although when Edgar was signed, people kept going on about, oh, no, Edgar's not going to play centre-back. He's going to be a DM or something. Oh, really? He's yeah, because I don't think that's he's ever That's what he's been doing. I don't think so. He's been doing that under Floro when he was playing under Floro. Yeah. And it's like, no, it's like, Carroll has brought him in to be a centre-back. Yeah, I think he... But I, he's not fit. No. He's going to get some minutes against Crystal Palace on Tuesday. There's going to be a, a smattering, a few thousand folk there to see it. But he's going to get a run out there and try and get some legs. The Yong made his debut on Wednesday night against Real Salt Lake. And made didn't some look, massive mistakes. Yeah, didn't look good at all. And Carl said afterwards that he, he looked tired, so he he didn't even come on today. So yeah. these, these guys, they're a f- good few games away from being MLS match fit. But Har, I mean, you've watched a lot of the Canadian team, you've seen these guys, you've spoken to them. 
What do you think they're going to add to this Whitecaps team right now? They're going to obviously add depth and different options with Kakuta Mane out for 8-10 to 10 weeks and Sam Adekubi out to Brighton on loan for the next year. Marcel can easily play left mid and Harvey probably needs a ref so you can put Marcel at left back. You know, David Edgar's very conversational, charge, take charge kind of guy, so he can maybe be a voice of uh, reassurance and calm besides David Elstead if he gets out on the pitch and centre back. Is so, he going to be the new Parmadou car? You mean oh. he's going to play? Oh, oh, we, I was wondering he might get one of those hoverboards, but they've been recalled. Well, so. when she said vocal, I was thinking maybe yeah, Andy O'Brien. And, oh, uh, true. Play that's that a very of good comparison. That, that's a good one. Um, and I, I was also thinking that, a really quick thought, uh, we'll talk about this another time, but if you got those Parker, Waston, and Edgar, yeah. is, is it possible that they play three at the back? I'd love to see a 3-5-2, but they won't. Not, not, like the way that the defence has been playing just now, yeah. with four at the back, six at the back, really, if you include the two DMs, three at the back just seems like no, a disaster have, waiting to happen. But if you have Harvey risky. playing a, as a as a winger and then he comes back... I don't, I don't think... like no. when, I, when I spoke to Carl about it before, yeah. he said he'd like to look at 3-5-2, but he would need the right guys going up and down the wing. Now, you've yeah. maybe got that on the right with Fraser Aird. If he's healthy. Whatever's up with him. Yeah. Um, knee injury, we've been told, but he's been out for a long time, personal issues, then knee problems. Harvey, I don't... As a, I'm a big fan of Harvey. Yeah. And but I don't think he's the guy for a 3-5-2. And then what about Marcel De Jong? He's he, a left he winger slash left back, so maybe he's a possibility. And I think I think De Jong as well, I think he could be... Uh, maybe he was brought in not only to be the backup left back, but also to be that uh, defensive winger as well, who can put, be put in to kind of kill a game if they're up one, uh, by one goal. So I think, I think he'd be important in that position, not only playing at left back. I actually had somebody DM me saying, what, what's up with these signings? Have the CSA owed the Whitecaps a favour that they're getting the national team guys to come here? But my understanding is both De Jong and Edgar actually reached out to the Whitecaps. Yeah. And they, they like the atmosphere here, they like to play here, there's some family connections. So obviously those international games that were played yeah, I mean, really made a difference. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Kyle Larn might want to come next. Maybe. He that, loves that the clean air up here. Yeah. The clean air, you know. Bobby Murphy, interim head coach. I guess he's Brian Murphy, but that's the guy that that played George Roper in Man About the House and George and Mildred. Yeah, blank looks here. But anyway, um, Bobby Murphy had made the comment that Kyle Lauren loved the clean air here. It's the first thing he said when he got off the plane. So, Kyle, if you're listening to this, highly unlikely, but if you are listening to this, leave that horrible Orlando smog, all the dangerous alligators. The Mickey Mouse operation there. Yeah, Mickey Mouse operation just leave all that that stuff come to Canada yes you're you're not very good at BC place but you did score today you scored today we talked you we scored two goals I know I was joking to say beforehand that he plays crap money. here and then you pointed out he, he did score for Canada but that was off his ass he so. mentioned that post match today did he mm-hmm. but Kyle Lahren could be this guy like the danger though of having all the Canadian national team guys is then when Canada play we've basically lost all our starters yeah and you know, we always play when it's international week. Oh, of course. Maybe not now. Maybe we'll actually get special dispensation. No, when the Red Bulls come here, it's international week. 
So, um, uh, do, well, do you see any more additions in this window? There's still a few weeks to go I in do, the window. I certainly do. I think I see one uh, one possible one. Uh, it, it needs to be a guy who can play striker and maybe the number 10 role like you guys were talking about. I agree, like a combo, Steve, combo, yeah. combo of that. Um, well, I mean, Eric, Eric Estrada, Estrada, I'm not sure. I don't know if he, he can play up front and on the wing. He's, he's really fast in the wing, even without his bike. I'm not sure if he could punch it up, though. Oh, maybe not. But, um, but when the chips are down, yeah. he might be the guy that comes through. He's Possibly. a lollipop man. Um, and but the suck it. He could, that could be his like the Generation <laughs> X celebration when he scores. Like <laughs> suck it. <laughs> Too sweet. But obviously, uh, club. But obviously, uh, it, it would be vital to get somebody like that. I think just for the attack. Um, I, I going back to like what I said. Fans are looking for a, a creative number ten. I do think that should be the next DP. No. And something we were discussing during the game is Pedro still the DP the the Whitecaps need. No, he is playing hurt. He looks banged up. How are you so much training this week, and yet you felt he looked quite tired? I can't believe he played so much today. I know. Yeah. I was, Last I was three very games. Surprised. I can't believe he, that was the other thing against RSL. Why would you come up with two nothing and you come on for fourteen minutes? What was I, the point of that? I don't know if it was just to. Loosen him up a little bit or something, but loosen him up after the game. He's, he's had a knee, bra- knee brace on at training. He's had got his back issues. He's got probably that tape stuff, that athletic tape. You all took over that his body. challenge against Colorado. Yeah, but we're, we're not we're not seeing the Pedro spraying his balls that I love. Yeah, he does. Well, he spray he's sprayed one to Kudo today. That was nice. But there's not enough. Oh spraying. no, he gave away the ball more yeah. than he well, did. Well, actually, let's talk about that. The giveaways in the first half today were pretty horrendous. Yeah, Jacobson, who's been on a good run, was pretty poor in that first half. Matthias Laba. La- oh, Laba. Wow. Well, th- this was the other thing I was going to raise. <laughs> we're talking about Pedro being DP. Laba. He he is not having a good season for me. No, I I don't see him being DP quality right now. Yeah, he's giving away the ball quite a bit. He's out of position a lot, I, th- I think. Got subbed off today. Yeah, I think the 60th that's, minute, first sub off. Yeah. I think that suspension earlier in the season has gotten into his head on what he can well, do he in terms late, of challenges. He I agree. I think he's I agree. a little worried about what he can go in for for a tackle. Yeah, I think he is worried that he can't be aggressive. Yeah, good point. So, um, a couple other... Uh, Transactions, one that's official, and then one we think might happen. Um, Sam Adekubi has gone on loan. Yep. Um, to a championship side. Brighton and Hove Albion, home yeah. of Paul Barber. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot the connection. And then also. I always wanted him to go to Spain so he could be the Barber of Seville. <laughs> if he, if he had, but he'd have to go to Spain and join Seville. Yeah. Okay, and so um, and then another one that's rumoured. Um, well, I, I've been spreading the rumours for weeks Oh, now. is it you? Yeah. Okay. So, okay. The rumour by AFTN that Keon's might be going on loan too. He, he is. He's definitely going to Europe. I don't start... Do you think it's an English side as well? Or? No, no, I don't. Oh, okay. Can't I don't think anymore. it's an England side, and I cannot say more either. I don't know myself. I think you guys know more yeah. than me. So I'm going to keep guessing. Um, I'm going to think... Uh, think out of the box. Just stop talking. It's not Spain for sure, I don't think. I wouldn't say France, Germany. Germany's a possibility. Well, a lot of Whitecaps guys do end Good up in Germany. Germany. Yeah, there's connections there. Well, obviously, uh, with Marius here, Norway might be a possibility if he has connections They there. sent Hurtado off to Norway. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that's a possibility. So who knows? We'll, we'll see. All I'll say is it's a country that is still in the European Union. No Brexit for him. Okay, so obviously no England. 
Or Scotland. Scotland. Well, we've, we voted to stay in. Welsh, either. Ah, see, the Welsh are funny. Funny looking? Oh, Wouldn't tell Carol that. Okay. No. Although Robert Earnshaw. His son is so cute, by the way. About the same height as you as well. No, I'm taller. So last thing... I guess that was below the belt, but folk might think that's a height joke. So um, last thing on the docket we should talk about, obviously probably the probably the most uh, tough toughest decision today, uh, toughest results, or should I say, um, the U18s, 10 minutes away. There were some great performances out there. Yeah. They were uh, in the game? Yeah. Uh, Aiden Albert, I thought, was spectacular, in the, especially in the league going. Aiden, Kept him in the game. Aiden was fantastic in goal. Two amazing stoppage time saves. If you haven't seen the game, check that out because Aiden was absolutely fantastic. I would say he's got another year in the residency program, and he he's the star in the making. Davy Norman as well. Oh, he was sprayed the ball around. I I think Aiden's probably taking the man of the match for me with those saves. But up until those, David Norman was the guy that was my man of the match. Outstanding. And And the one guy who went out with an injury, who the game had game had changed when he went to Glory Amanda. Um, he he, well, he clattered with the goalkeeper of FC Dallas, who also went out with an injury. Yeah. Um, and when he went out, game kind of changed, and FC Dallas started taking over. Yeah, I mean, Gloria had a great game. He was he was on Buzzing fire. He was yeah. linking up well. Uh, Campbell, we should mention as well. Turn Campbell hit the post in, yeah, the, in the first yeah. half. Yeah, could have gone up two nothing at that point. And then they had a good chance at the start of the second half as well. So. You felt if they'd got the second goal, that was it. Yeah. But it just never came. Dallas won 2 1 in extra time. They what I want to, to know, though, is like the last two USL games, there's been three members of the under 16 side as academy call ups yeah. Nicholas Apostol, Alan Camacho, and Joel Harrison. It's going to be interesting to see if they possibly call some of these guys that were playing today in the under 18 game that don't have the USL contracts over the, the next few games in the summer because that's what they did with Terran Campbell last year yeah. he actually played as an academy call up before they signed him at the end of August Yeah. so we'll, we'll see what happens there well I think it was the, I think they were shorthanded they needed to bring some players in but yeah. I was surprised that they even got on the pitch yeah but they, they did well yeah. Harrison played twice Camacho and Apostle played one, one game each, each. Yeah. but proud 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 of the under 18 guys and, and they were missing players too uh, Matthew Baldissimo is one of their best yeah. like Baldissimo Gardner and USL. Norman that midfield that they have is a very strong midfield and that that missing piece could have been the difference I, I think it was it was can you imagine it was harsh not to let Baldy see out his time with the residency yeah. in that championship game I do his brother that. played and it's like the other three guys, the other three USL guys, Chung, Gardner and Campbell, they, they played, they kept Baldissimo in the USL games and it's about development and they want to see him do that. I just, it's hard and he he sent out a heartbreaking tweet. Yeah, he was, he was just sorry that he wasn't able to battle with his teammates there at the end. Yeah. Um, another guy, I know he didn't play very much with the U18s this year, but can you imagine how, like, what the result would have been if Alfonso Davies did play with him yeah. in this game? and. I know that I would have sent him him down to play that, but I know that I know they, I know they want to. He like, tested better yeah. here, and he did make his MLS debut today, so that kind, it's kind of, of is okay. Yeah, but if if he hadn't, if he had just been training, hadn't signed the contract or whatever, I think that would have been tough. Yeah, it would have been. Um, so, what? Uh, a quick question to you: We watched the U twenty twelve game as well. 
Um, what was your comparisons of this team to the 2012 team? It was a solid. That team was very solid too, and I I think that team came was within seven minutes of winning, or at least yeah. lo- they lost the game in the last seven yeah. minutes or so. I always hold the class of 2012 up as the the best crop of residency talent that has been, but I think you have to count this current crop as being the best, especially they've, with the season been, they had. Yeah, three times they've been in the knockout stages in three straight years. Two quarterfinal losses as U16s and now a championship game with the U18s that went to extra time. We've already seen four of these guys go into the USL. Obviously, we didn't have the USL side for a lot of these 2012 guys to go into, and a lot of them went to Europe, Ben Fisk, Daniel Stanese, Alex Comsia. Yeah. But I think this is going to be the best crop of talent. And I also think now that these guys have a slightly different attitude and that they know how close it is because they see the pathway. And I don't think that they're too big for their boots. They see the likes of Alfonso getting his chance with MLS. They see the chances that Caden and Terran and Matthew are getting with the, the USL team. And they, they know it's close and they're working hard. They're not showing ego. And I think these guys, they're gonna have a really bright future with the club. And I hope they keep their heads up and I hope they're really proud of themselves. Because we're we're proud of them. Yeah, and like we said earlier, one game lost in ninety minutes all season yep. long. That was the well, like one of the first game of the game, second game well. of the season. The only two losses overall. Um, it's nothing to nothing to be ashamed of at no. all. And 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 these guys, I feel uh, like you said, have come up together from a very young age. There have been a number of people that showed up last year and that have made this team better, but yeah. overall, fantastic team, fantastic results. And, and Davey Norman, Tommy Garner, they've been with the programme of the prospects since they were aged nine yeah, in exactly. 2007. And, and the thing is, 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 is a lot of these, like, can you imagine if all these guys played with the team the full year? Yeah. Like Tommy Gardner was gone for a number of years. I think Taryn Campbell was the only one Taren that was Campbell regular. Campbell played some of the most because, minutes. Because there wasn't a, really a position for him at the USL level because they had Greg yeah. and Barry. And he's developed well. He's the top yeah. scorer. I mean, he, he'd done really well. But a lot of these guys have been together for five years. Yeah. And a lot of them are now moving on to go to, to university. Yeah. And some of them are moving up to the USL team. So, but, yeah, it's a fantastic, fantastic... So it's a bright future for the Whitecaps. certainly is. It's just finding the places for them to play. And I think this could be where a Canadian Premier League might come in because there's more loan opportunities for them. For sure, 100%. Yeah. More minutes on the pitch. Anyway, we finished a bit more upbeat. I'm more upbeat than I thought it was going to be after watching that. I was really, really down after watching that. But this has cheered me up. This has been therapy. That's good. I told you it was a good yeah. idea to do this. I'm going to send you a bill tomorrow. Steve Therapist. That could be your website. So we've ended on a kind of a positive after a mixed day, mixed month so far for the Whitecaps. Tough stretch coming up. We might be back with the round table. I'm going away for a few days holiday at some point round about all this, so we'll see what happens. Me too. But until we, we meet next time, let's let everyone know where we can find you online. And Har, if there's anything you want to plug, go ahead and plug it. You can find my work at Red Nation Online and my recent story, my feature on Antonio Notorino of Orlando City and what kind of caused him to get upset with the Orlando fans on July 8th. Which is pretty shocking. It's actually a must-read. It's, uh, it's, it's terrible. crazy, actually. And my women's coverage is on, on Equalizer, of course, and you can see my coverage coming up before the Rio Olympics on the w- women's side. We'll have a few articles on D'Angelo and Desiree Scott coming up. And... As always, you can tweet me at hard journalist unless you're one of those crazy Orlando fans. 
Steve, where, where can we find you online? You can find me on Twitter at WhitecapsBeat, and uh, I'll have a couple of pieces um, to wrap up residency. We this year we decided not to do the top five during the playoffs, uh, not for it to be a distraction. We didn't want to do anything like that, so we wait. We're, we decided to wait till the end of the year to put that up. So I think the uh, the U16s will be on Sunday, the U18s will be on Monday. Uh, and the one thing I want to explain about this top five is uh, we rated in the article as well. This is just a snapshot of where the players are at this point. Um, we're not saying that this is definitely, although we had a pretty good record of where we put everybody in the top five or top ten. But this is just a snapshot. I'll use an example. First time we did it, Ben McKendry was number seven on our list. And now he's basically so close to getting him his MLS debut. So it's possible for somebody who's not even on the list to become an MLS player down the road. I actually think McKendry will make his MLS debut in one of these road trips. Road games? I, I think I so really hope possible. so, because he's Especially on the Lava bench. Coming off today. He's not I think, I, think I personally think yeah. Pedro Morales might not even make the initial trip to Houston and might get some treatment here before he goes. That would kind I of will sense. inquire. Well, I'm Michael McCall. You can find me online at AFTN Canada on Twitter. Read our stuff away from the numbers, AFTN.ca. Also, the Whitecaps beat reporter for MLSsoccer.com and the USL Western Conference reporter for USLsoccer.com. So check out my stuff on there. We don't know when we'll be back, but we'll be back at some point. And until then, as always, thanks for listening. Take care and mon the caps. Going to your first match is an experience you never forget. The atmosphere of what's going on around the pitch looks beautiful and you always look and go, wow, I'd love to play here one day. If you get the bug, it's going to stay with you for life. <laughs>